that you came with. The whole, you have the whole month. It's actually been your birthday since May first. Oh, you, you know, you, you know, should you, know you should put that in a group message. <laughs> you know, when we get down, they have the whole month. Actually, they take the whole season. So, you know, spring has been your season. You should have had it the whole season. Oh, this guy. The whole season. She already got Mother's Day this this month. Megan V. Johnson sound like a chauvinist to pig right no, now. She already had Mother's Day. I said she already has Mother's Not She had. So uh, she basically get the month. She didn't have to do the, do it. So you gotta ask God to replace your birthday into another month then for you could for you can get to like all you gotta tell move it to June. You can still be a Gemini. Uh, what? <clears> I'm gonna <throat> tell him to push it back another week. Yeah, it's a, yeah, oh, yeah, a couple of days. Week. Shit, yeah. June first. There you June go. Four days. Yeah, there you go. Mm, you all good. I make sure I talk to him. Thanks for that. Yeah, I talk to the I talk to the big guy for you. I got you, Lord. Y'all still got leftovers over there? Y'all finished it off one day? Oh no, we got leftovers. We got ribs. We got some brats. Some hot dogs. Oh, Steak went fast. Well, was y'all, y'all got leftovers? Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> What's uh, let's still some chicken left, a little bit of ribs, some Italian sausages, and I just cooked some hamburgers and hot dogs today. So did you cook? Did you cook in your Who's Daddy shorts? Why, why would I do that? That's how you doing Come on. It? Why would I do you're that? Gonna, you're not gonna be fired out of there. There's nobody to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, what's, that's what's making the difference. There's nobody to see you're it. You're damn right. That's it. Welcome back to another episode of Studio Flows about a week ago. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by Sarah J. What up? Manny Fontaine. Yes, sir. Uh, so, wait, you guys enjoying the, the long weekend? You're enjoying this? Well, never mind. Sarah, oh, yeah. are you enjoying this? Shut up. Manny Fontaine, are you enjoying <laughs> the long weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, that was a shot right there. I was like, what am I asking you? Shoot, you still, yo, Jermaine got passed. You know that time when you take some time off, whether it be from work, school, or whatever, and you don't remember the days no more? Jermaine has been. No, that I don't, no that's not there. That's nah, not me. Nah, nah. Stop doing that. Don't try to play me. Man, call he, don't me. Even, he don't even know it's Monday. Man, he called me. He'd be like, oh, man, I thought it was Saturday. I'm like, it's Tuesday. So, oh, yo, you know. <laughs> never, I ain't never, ain't never messed up. See? Uh, yo, but hell, yo, but that's the life. When you, if you could actually afford to not care what day it is, because you do whatever you want any day of the week, any day, of the, yeah, that'd be a great life to live. That's my dad. I, he'd be like, "Oh, you went to work today?" I'm like, "Yeah, dad, it's Thursday." <laughs> said, oh, you still doing that? You still doing that work shit? I'm over it. All right, man. Um, we missed some things because we've been off for a week and some and some change. Migos broke up. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, is, that, is that official? Just, no, you know, just, no, it's not official. Everything is a rollout. And the, all right, what do y'all work? What do y'all like? Okay, so you believe it's a what rollout? You think this? I don't, I don't believe they rollout. broke up. I'm, I'm about to ask you guys: What's worse, the fact that we use Instagram for group breakups or Instagram for real for relationship breakups? They were like such and such. I, I follow such a, such and such. So that means they're not together no more. They took all the pictures down. That means they not together. Man, I don't be giving a fuck about nobody's relationship on social media. You no, me neither. I don't, and I don't take I don't take the uh, unfollow as an indication that they are not fucking with each other. I think that's almost like a gag, like a joke. So offset like, no. unfollowed takeoff in Quavo because they got a new project coming out called Unk and Few, and they just dropped a song called Hotel Lobby. Listen to it. Song sound cool. Song, the song yeah, is short as hell. The video longer than the song to me. It's just like it's doing all the credits like it was a movie. But so then everybody's oh they broke up blah 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 blah. I, I, I mean again, the, let me explain. Not explain, but just to give you an idea, we are ten days late. Ain't nobody talking about that shit no more. <laughs> yeah, no, no. When it came, those two days, they heard the song and they moved on. Ain't nobody was like, yo. They, they I feel still. like when it comes to entertainment, though, everyone has a short attention span. Because, like, something could yeah. be hot for a week and then everybody's waiting on the next hot thing. I wonder what. I don't know how this could be lucrative for them anyway, truthfully. Because nobody cares about the the amigos. And I'm, not, and I'm talking for just, we don't care about them as in, like, they're going to, 
if they break up, we're never gonna get good music again. Like, you trying to say there ain't gonna be no rapper to say uh, first amigos break up. Not every day I wake up, that's never gonna be. Nah, that's nah, not gonna that's happen. Not gonna but happen. but you know what's that's wild? You know what's wild? Aren't the amigos? Well, aren't the amigos bigger than the fat boys? And Hope put Definitely the fat, yeah, but Hope put the fat boys. In. <laughs> so so it's like, but I get what you're saying. If the amigos do break up, I don't know if there's gonna be. Tear shed, you know, crying is like, oh my yeah, god, or, he broke or, up. Or music, or music won't be the same. It's not like when the Beatles broke all, up. We weren't even here for that. They all did, they all did like their own projects, and they did. I mean, they did well to me. Like I said, you gotta, you can still get that music consistently. Yeah. And if Offset just does, Offset need to do an album with Cardi B. They need. To, why haven't they did one together yet? They too busy watching Yacht Sync. <laughs> watching the Yacht Sync. Man, they always on vacation. Yeah, they live the life. Oh man, so my first are, my first are. question would at be for to Cardi is like, what day is it? <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm. I mean, she gonna know because she watch Instagram every day. So she's mm-hmm. like, it's Tuesday, or or she would know because whatever her assistant schedule there, she's like, I know on this day I got to do something. Um, Rihanna had a baby while we were gone. Yeah, yeah. Sarah was so hell bent on this being a Gemini baby. The baby is up born. I think the news came Friday the twentieth, but they said the baby was born Friday the thirteenth. And I said, Sarah, I don't mean if I don't know if you even noticed this. I said you made all this noise about this Gemini zodiac baby, blah blah blah. I said, but you you got a cousin in law. They had a Gemini baby. <laughs> So you, yeah, there you go. go. You got a little twin to talk to. Yep, <laughs> I told that you. little baby is cute as ever too. Came yeah. out cute, so adorable. A little chubby wubba, yeah. Oh, look at this little baby. Y'all, y'all, y'all think y'all came out cute or no? I didn't come out cute. I think I think I did. Oh, I, I don't know. You look cute. like an old ass man. Oh, okay. oh, listen, man. hey, listen. That was a <laughs> hey, yes I'm or no. Whole that was a yes or no question. It was all, I'm sorry. You didn't have My to bad. add a little spice on oh, it. Golly. <laughs> Hey, you look like Angry Man. What you doing? <laughs> Yo, I was telling Sarah. Look like wherever he used to be, he was mad that he was here. Justin. No, listen. I told Sarah. I said, "Yo, my birthday is not until nine o'clock at night." And I said, "Why'd you come at night? You know, my birth certificate says eleven in the morning." And she said. Oh, yeah, because you you had to get out early. I said, my mom told me that she was in labor for 18 hours. I was not leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, I was in there chilling. Yeah, Joe was chilling. Listen. Chilling. You and, Joe, you and Joe were morning. I was night. I came in on 7 p.m. Yeah. Man, Real you rude time. as hell taking up all that free rent. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no, I was living a life in there. I probably was saying goodbye to all the sorts of shit. <laughs> or I probably was just vibing. <laughs> Like, man, yo. you remind me of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer, Homer was having was that dream. He, got he was in the womb. He was like, la, 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 yeah. la, 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 And then as soon as that <laughs> his mom's water broke, he was like, chill shock. Like, no, yo, no. What are you doing? I, I was telling say that's got to be a traumatic experience. I'm surprised all of us don't have PTSD. <clears throat> like, you were in a place for yeah. nine months, and then now you ripped out, and there's light and strangers in your face. And that's supposed to be normal. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see the like looking at babies now. You can see like uh, looking at uh, uh, what's it called baby. He's like she's trying to get herself together. Like she's trying to get used to the lights. Yeah, like you can see her eyes closed all the time. Baby's eyes closed all the time because they can't stand the fucking light. They like yo, <laughs> I don't want to see this bright. Why do y'all walk around with all these bright ass lights on? Man, well you can't explain to him like enough. yo, one of us the sun. <laughs> like yeah. we don't got a choice in that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of no choices, Gunner was denied bail. Uh, his trial has been set for January 9th, 2023, uh, which is you know, few. He's going to miss the summer. His birthday's coming up. He's going to miss that. His lawyer, his team of lawyers could try to fight for more. Uh, they could appeal this and try to get him a bond. I know they said that Thug was a flight risk. Um We'll we'll keep our eye on it. I, we didn't we didn't report a couple of weeks ago that Casanova pled guilty to a few of the charges, so he might not be ever getting out. <clears throat> and that was a different case. Yeah. So I don't want it to confuse anybody, but Casanova was in New York and he was with Gor- Silverback Gorilla Gang. And that's crazy. Think- he was just yeah, he was just coming up too. Yeah, he, he was, was just coming up. Was Casanova on Love and Hip Hop? Like maybe briefly. Yeah, like did he, he meet with someone? But what's yeah. what season was he on? What was the rapper who had the girl that he owed money to? 
And then remember he had to he proposed to his girl. His girl didn't his girl wasn't um black. She was like Latin or something. Is that the one that had the girl that she said looks like from the Shriners oh, commercials? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. That was Casanova, wasn't it? No, that wasn't I don't think it was that Casanova. Yes, Sarah. Nah, impossible. I don't believe I don't I don't know. I didn't even like that season. <laughs> gonna say, I, she think there's more than one, two Casanovas? Oh, man. That don't uh, even seem like something he should have been doing in his career at that time. Maybe he was trying to, uh, you know, switch it up. So let's see. Casanova. Casanova has pleaded guilty in his federal racking charges. He faces a maximum of six years in federal prison with a mandatory minimum term of five years. He will be sent to December 6th. So what he, uh, he admitted to shooting someone at a party in Florida in July 2020 over a gambling dispute. And then he also admitted to a 2018 robbery in Manhattan in which a member of his entourage choked a woman unconscious after she recorded him on her phone in conspiring to distribute over 100 kilograms of marijuana. So <sighs> that make no sense, man. Make no sense. Uh, you know, before we get out of there, this, I don't know if many times you saw this Ice-T quote. When he was he was talking about Young Thug and uh, Gunner and what they're facing, and I'm paraphrasing, I think it was along the lines. He says it's easy to convince the streets that you're a gangster. It's hard to convince the cops you're not. Mm, that's a great one. That's a great quote. A good bar. It is. It's, yeah. like, it's easy. Like you, everybody. All like, oh, these niggas are the hardest niggas ever. Were. And then we try to tell the cops you not this. And they're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You, we we seen the, how the people treat you. Yep. What is what is Ice T doing? You still doing Law and Order? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's gonna retire. Yeah, yeah. Well, he making that good TV money now. He should yeah, be like the yeah. second highest paid person on that show. You know what's wild? Ice T is old, old. Yeah, he can still use the excuse like, man, I got a, I got a child to support. Cause is that is the girl ain't even double digits? Is she like eight nah, or nine or something? She's like super young. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, mm. oh man, this Isaiah Rashad interview. Let's, I want to talk about this. Many times I know you watched it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think? What did you think about it? Before you, you know what? It was funny because I look. I actually when it when I saw it I, when it's hard dropped out, I was like, oh shit, okay, this might be interesting. Yeah, he did the interview um, with 15, Joe Budden. I'm sorry, guys. I knew about fifteen that. minutes into it. I was like, yo, this is a pointless interview. But this is why I think it was pointless, right? Things like this happen. And sometimes to sit down and do it in an interview form, it takes away from, like, the like the, the, the authenticity of the moment that happened, right? Because he doesn't have to justify anything to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But sitting down and having an interview about it, makes it seem like you have to justify it to us. And sometimes I think like moments like this need to be very brief. They need to be like, oh man, you know, um, what I do in my bedroom Yo, he should have did the, um, he should have tweeted the Kanye line, these niggas got me. I hate these niggas more than the Nazis. What what, what, was like, he was talking about Should have just, yo, and I get what you're saying. You're right. We got to get to a point where I'm, I'm specifically talking about his sexuality is normal, not the fact of leaking sex tapes. I'm not a fan of yeah, that shit. Yeah, there we go. But his yeah. sexuality is normal that you don't have to hold a press conference. You don't have to say anything. No. You just like, that's, go ahead. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because like, yeah. So because if you wanted to focus on him, his depression and his child upbringing and all this stuff, that is completely fine, but that needs to be done in a different type of energy, though, because you're almost like addressing his shame and addressing his. He has no shame, truthfully. Yeah. He made the video. You did the video and all that stuff. That's just, the sexual part of what he did and the sh- and the the depression and all that stuff. Those are two different things. Like we don't need to put them in one group. We balled them all together, and he just did to me. I felt like. Joe Budden did a horrible interview with that. Like, he, like because there's a, there's a way that it could have went well, though, to me. Like, uh, because the way to make it well is say, we're not going to address the things that you do privately because I do things privately and all of us do things privately that nobody needs to know publicly. And just because it leaked doesn't mean that we have a word to say on it. And then go into, let's talk about your childhood. Let's talk about your family. Let's talk about you. And then that's cool because then I'll be like, okay, 
We need to sort well. We need to sort better before we can get real information for things. Who would want to watch that whole shit? That whole shit was horrible. Yeah, I watched so, it because I do podcasting. Yeah. But if I didn't do podcast, I would never watch that shit. Go ahead. Here's the thing about, and we we discussed this, and yes, we are armchair quarterback in this. There are, there's a way that you can get, you can, you can have a good interview, but the interviewer isn't good. You know, mm-hmm. and this happens a lot, whether it's Ebro or uh, The Breakfast Club or Joe Budden in this instance, where they either put too much when they ask a question or they don't ask a good question or, you know, or, or state it correctly, but the person gives them a good answer. So then yeah. to the untrained eye, you're like, oh, that was a good interview. Like, no, it, it really wasn't. No, it was just mm-hmm. the interviewee gave good answers to to a lot of things he didn't ask. There's a couple of things in there too. Like here's the thing, Joe even admits to a point at one point that they talked before they recorded. But then mm-hmm. he starts the I forgot how he started it and then he was like, "No, I don't want to start there." And I'm like, "But, yeah, he did but that, why yeah. did you do why did you start? You knew exactly where you wanted to go." So then he was like, "Then he so the, and then in the beginning he does this and I'm paraphrasing cuz I just watched it a couple of days ago where he said I don't want to start there. I want to start with your childhood, your family. Your da, da, da. He just lists a bunch of stuff and then stops talking. I was like, you didn't ask that one question. You just said, I want no, to start with, yeah. so tell me about that. Like, tell me about, it's not a question. <laughs> so, the greatest question for me is, I would say, my first question for Isaiah Rashad was, say, what type of artist do you want to be? And how do you want to be portrayed as an artist? Specifically as an artist. And then let him answer that question. And then I open up and we can go from there. We can flow through family. We can go through what's your personal idea about love and relationships. And then that's cool. But we don't have to. He he dissected it the wrong way. And that's why yeah. I was just like. And, and he, but I know what Joe Budden's trying to do. He's trying to have it be kind of free-flowing, quirky, all over the place. And it just. But some interviews need to really have substantial points of getting to what you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of things. Him asking Isaiah, was he monogamous? Just because Isaiah said he was sexually fluid didn't make any sense Mm -hmm. to me. Now, I get, but I get you asking a question. Let's say, in this instance, Joe Budden knows uh, what sexual fluidity is. But he thinks his audience might not, so he wants... um, Isaiah to expound on that. I understand that, but you didn't ask it the correct way. But fine, that's cool. And and when I'm watching the interview, I said, why? Because he's attracted. He basically was pan. He, what he was describing was pansexuality. So just because mm-hmm. you're attracted to a bunch of you know whatever, does not mean that you couldn't be monogamous. Because Joe Bunner, for instance, well, this is not a good this is not a good example. But Joe Bunner, for instance, is attracted to a lot of different women. Does that mean you got to mm-hmm. fuck every single woman because you're in a relationship? No, it doesn't mean that. And I, I thought Isaiah was going to push back on that. Um, I thought the most interesting parts were him trying to kill himself twice with wrecking a car, him cutting yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was important. There was, yeah. a, there was a part in there where Isaiah said, you know, now I got more material. I could write about, you know, I can go off. And Joe was like, no, 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 we don't need that. I'm like, what do you, what do you think he's going to, you do mean? He's, you, what bars did you think he was going to get? He should have told them, like, what do you mean by go off? Do you mean yeah. uh, go off on critics or on people who, or the people who leaked it? Or are you saying go off like if you ever do a song about sex, you're talking about a dude giving your head or you Because I think yeah. he thought like, I was like, he, but I wanted expansion on that. And I was like, he's like, no, 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 we don't need that. I'm like, don't. Sometimes in the nah. interview, you, here's the, here's a, a pro tip. Interviews need to be done like interrogations where mm-hmm. police would tell you, if they keep talking, like, don't cut them off. Let's just keep them talking. And so many times in interviews, they don't, they'll stop them from talking or they'll try to finish their sentences. And I'm like, no, just let them talk. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you, you, that's what you want. And, I'm, and then to me, I will stand on this. I'll tell everybody to go back and look at it. The best of these interviews, and we're going to get into this, is going to transition to the Nori situation, is Tax Stone and Meek Mill. When they're driving in the yeah. car, because Tax don't ask the question and got the fuck out the way, and Meek just kept talking. Yeah. He never interrupted him. He just let him go, and it's it's brilliant because they're just driving. They're driving around, mm-hmm. probably Philly or something like that. And I was like, "This is great. This is a really good interview." 
because he's mm-hmm. not. Maybe it, Joe Budden isn't the type to do an interview with a person like this because I don't think he's open minded enough. Well, see, I'm trying to figure. I've never seen a lot of pull ups, right? There's the is what they call. I don't know if there is a good one. Like, just, I'm sorry, a great one where you're just like, he yeah. was in his bag. Because yeah. too many of them just border on good to I. And, and, it, and Joe, sometimes Joe asks questions he wants to know, not the questions that the audience is. Like we really want clarity on that, and sometimes he'll get into a zodiac bag. What, what's your sign? But I'm like, who cares a fuck about this shit? Like I don't but, care. Like Joe, Joe Budden doing an interview. I mean, I'm gonna lose interest right away. Yeah, this, this I, dude, I this dude is a podcaster to me. Now Charlemagne would have did it. I think it have been it would have went a little bit differently. It might have. I think uh, um, Charlemagne gets some nerves when he has the piece of paper. I get it, but I was like, yeah, you know what? No, Char- I wouldn't want a Charlemagne either. Um, I definitely wouldn't want to know. Gillo is not the right. Maybe Elliot. Maybe Elliot Wilson. Yeah, would have been the yeah, one to get it done. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, let me or see what I wrote here. Completely new. Yes, I was like, yeah. Here's the thing too. Would go back to Manny Fonte's point about this didn't need to be handled in the interview. This this kind of. Uh, um, situation was he said his family knew already yeah so he was like you so saw him like well if they knew then you don't owe us anything no um, he did get there was some backlash on this interview like i i got what i got from this interview i'm not, i don't think it was a trash interview but i guess a lot of people are like oh these queer voices and he went to joe Bunn and joe Bunn is this and he's an idiot i can't remember if it was top or punch defended the interview in he said it wasn't about his sexuality. That's why I talked about a, a bunch of other things. And um, the end all be all to me is he said Isaiah enjoyed the interview. That's it. So I yeah, mean, no, that's good too. Yeah, I didn't know. Like, see, I, see, I don't look for the backlash. I'm glad you did though, because I, I don't. I never know what they're thinking out there. But it's funny to be like you could have went to a queer, you know, uh, interviewer and stuff like that. But this is like, do you want do you want us to be divided like that at all times? Like I don't want the whole. We're not divided. We're all the same. We're all the same. Like why? Why does it matter? And, and, but at it, the same time, the, the thing is, oh, is right. like yeah, I wonder how many people reached out to him for an interview because I think it. I don't like the context. Like, well, I don't like it in any form. Like Isaiah Rashad's a dope rapper. You know, uh, Kanye West got interviewed. Even though he was going through his thing by Charlemagne, he's still a dope rapper. I don't like the mm-hmm. fact that someone reached out to him because there was controversy around him. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. you should have been interviewing this dude after his album before, dropped, yeah. even before all that shit came out. And that seems more authentic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah, then you have to sit up there, and when you do the interview, you can't focus on the. You have to focus on more than the controversy. But if it would have been beforehand, you know, this dude could have talked about his album, what he thinks about his career, where he wants to go, when he's going to be touring. You know, you would have you would have paid attention more to that. But now Joe Budden just wants these views because this dude has controversy around him. Yeah, but but Joe Budden was one of the few that defended him. Yeah, he was. I get that. That's why he got the interview. I get that. But other than but still, I still say the same thing. Like, oh, so now y'all want to talk to me like I've been doing music for years. No one ever gave me an interview. Yeah, but as soon but as the sex tape leaks, y'all want to talk I, to me. I, yeah, but that could be Isaiah's. Um, with, if, to oh, your point, if, yeah. if people were reaching out, that could be Isaiah's thing, but Isaiah might have reached out to Joe. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know if Joe, if that if was out of situation. But to that point, I think it's also beneficial that somebody non-queer did the interview because that pulled in a different audience. Like so, what I'm saying is, Joe Budden fans might not be that queer illiterate, queer queer illiterate. Sorry. So, but if there was a queer person, that person's audience already knows everything. And, and if we, you know, yeah. if we not know who they were. I mean, obviously, we would have watched it for Isaiah Rashad. But you that that interview could have been well. Parts of it was educational for those who don't know. Yeah. And it's and it, coming from a straight person, but again, like like that vibe, like. We'll get into. All right, let's talk about Nori because uh, Nori, uh, yeah, go Nori, yeah. Drink Champs host, rapper said, "I have been the best to this culture." He tweeted this. I've always put hip hop first, and I see you guys go to Ellen and David Letterman's and Zane Lowe's and treat them with more respect for the culture. 
but you say you want black excellence. David Letterman is my favorite, but why, man, but man, why go there or Ellen before millions of dollars worth of game or Joe or the champs or even Twitter shit? I'm going to be honest, even going to uh, Oprah or Gal, I th- he meant to say Gal, uh, is trash at this point. We control our our in culture. Why go outside of it? Okay. Because y'all, Ooh, y'all niggas about? ain't journalists and don't know how to interview correctly. That, that's part of it. Here's the thing, too, though, that stuck out to me. He said he wasn't talking about Cardi, but I'm like, who else would you have been talking about at this point? <laughs> but So I was like, how many other... Because, all right, let's... Jay-Z was on David Letterman's My Next Guest. Cardi was on there and Kanye. Was there any other rappers? I think Jay-Z did it too. Yes, it. It's a Jay-Z, Kanye, yeah. and Cardi. I don't know if there was Will any... Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are four rappers. But um, so, so with that... This, 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 is my, uh, this is my biggest point I want to go to. With Nori, speaking about Nori specifically, because to me, I think Nori was talking about himself. He might have let in and talk about all the, all the black people, call, but who's going to come to you when I got to get drunk to come to you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Who wants to, like, honestly, if you have something really intimate to say, Nori, can you do it sober? Hey, real quick, does that other guy that interviews on Drink Champs, does he drink? Yeah, DJ AFN. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I DJ. I just I just never noticed him like drinking as much as uh Nori does. Yeah, and Nori is one of the worst when it comes to interviews because he doesn't do any research and he mm-hmm. cuts you the fuck off. <laughs> he doesn't remember because he's halfway drunk through it. So, yep. but he'll say he'll get back to something and he and, doesn't never get back no. to it. No. And I understand I've seen this argument. You could do both. Fine, you could. But here's the thing we don't talk about. I've heard this from Joe. I've heard this from, from Nori. Both of them, more so Nori than Joe, had success as rappers. And when you start off as rapping, you're usually on open mic nights. You're opening. You're in a club, you know, holding the wall club. But when you get big, your ass don't go back there. Yet when mm-hmm. these artists get big, they still want them to go back to them. And I'm not calling them holding the wall clubs. I'm just saying why in hip or music period, there's an elevation, but this elevation doesn't exist in interviews. And we're also discrediting why you would go somewhere else. Because I think part of it is you want to expand your audience, which is fine. Cool. You want the soccer moms. You want the Ellen is afternoon television. Cool. Stay at home. Whatever. But the other part is, and it might be on us, and it's something Nori didn't speak to. We don't lose you. We never quit you. So once you yeah. get the black audience, you don't really have to placate to them no more. Unless you say, fuck them. Unless you li- literally, yeah. you know, if, if you're a man to say, yo, I don't like dark-skinned women. Or you're a woman, you know, how Doja Cat almost lost them with her being in the rooms with the incels. Other than that, we fuck with you regardless. You can fuck up and remember OJ killed somebody, showed up at church and we're praying for him. We we fuck mm-hmm. with you forever. I know we are a very forgiving group of people. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like when you got that in your back pocket, but yo, let's let's be real, Doja Cat does not have a black audience. I think she does. No, she has a pop audience, and it consists of white teenage girls. They're not all white because she get played on Hot 97. So that's actually shocking to me because here you don't hear you don't hear they don't her on play woman. They don't play Doja Cat on urban radio no, stations. They play women every freaking Monday morning on Ebro in the morning. Whatever, every morning on Ebro in the morning. So she has, and well, we, we can, but that's again too, we can't get black people. And she was going to be on tour with him. You think, you think all, you think all the whites was going to show up just for her in the weekend. And the black people were like, well, I can skip out on Doja because I'm just going to show what up. black people going to a weekend concert? You acting like the weekend ain't got no stop it. Me, are we not black? I'm probably, I'm, yeah, I'm, hey, we, we like fuck the with the weekend. We do fuck with the weekend, but I'm telling you, I'm over here telling you from still someone who listens to this. But also this you, you're forgetting about her, her, you're forgetting about her collapse. Like the Sweetie song. She got black fans. They like Best Friend. Yeah. It's not like she don't have any black fans at all. Yeah, I'm sure. But, but you what? said she don't. You no, said she don't have I'm a t- black audience. I'm telling you, she does not have, not like you're thinking. No, I didn't, I didn't think yeah, it did. Okay. You don't know what I'm thinking. 
I said, there's some people that fuck with her. I'll tell you right now, there's gonna, there's gonna be a small handful of people at that kind of concert of black people. Well, uh, listen, here's the point to get back to it. The black people that do fuck with Doja Cat, do you think they quitting her? Because that's all I said. The black we, we that's what we started at before you ventured us off. I said black people are not gonna quit you. Yeah, and I said we're very forgiving. <laughs> yes, yeah, so why did you go yeah, into yeah. that hole? She ain't got no black fans. Now, <laughs> like, let's get to this. What did what did Cardi B say on Letterman? Like, what did she give? Well, like, Sarah what watched it. What, what what was it about? Um, she talked about how she grew up, how like her mom was really strict, and how she used to skip, and that she talked about how she worked at like like a college library or something like that before she became a stripper. She talked a little bit about her kids. They went to a bodega and got like a chopped cheese, which is weird. Like David Letterman's show was in New York. He ain't never been to a bodega. That was weird to me. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Because they were interviewing in New York, so he wasn't doing it in L.A. I'm surprised that I'm not, is, I'm not surprised that he hasn't been to a bodega. I'm surprised that he'd have a runner go get him. Like, what's this chopped cheese about? Let me, let me try it. Somebody go get me one. Man, like, maybe it wasn't that big back then. It seems like it's bigger now. Was it funny? Was it funny when you were there? Was he hilarious? There was one scene. Oh, they went to Eleanor Roosevelt's house or Franklin Roosevelt. And then she talked about how she used to read up on like all these presidents and how she liked Eleanor Roosevelt because they had the same birthday. And that part was funny because they were walking through like the museum portion of it. And um, on the wall, they had everything that Eleanor Roosevelt had like in her pocket or in her uh purse on the day that she died and they kept it on display and he's like oh look at this she had a lottery ticket uh she needed f- <laughs> she was f- she had five out of the six numbers and then cardi b would tell <laughs> david Letterman like that's not that's not what that is that's not what it says i don't think it says that because <laughs> he's the one that like really makes all the jokes yeah. on the show so yeah. he's the one that really keeps it entertaining. But when you watch him do these interviews, everyone's being themselves. Like we'll yeah. get into the Will Smith one. Like, eh, it, whatever. But you know, yeah. But the the thing too is, but see, this is my thing though. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, real quick, when the way you just described that, and then the, the obviously we saw the Will Smith one. Too much of our interviewers is on gossip shit. I remember That's when what, Don Tolliver went and they wanted to talk about um. Is it Alina Barras or is the no? It's the other girl, Callie Yukis, is who he's dating. They wanted to get into that, and he had to stop them. Like, I don't want to talk about my relationship. Like, they so into. So remember how Charlamagne used to be? And is Brady such yeah. a dick? What the fuck that got to do with yeah. anything? What so, are we doing? Exactly. So you got. Who gotta, do we have that creates that? You like, got to yo. create comfortability because yeah. we listen to Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick said the best interviews is when you let when the interviewer interviewee lets their guard down. You mm-hmm. gonna always be on up when you want to bring us some gossip bullshit. Like yeah. Noriega does that shit constantly. Like, oh, yo, Nori, when, you, when you was beefing with such and such, I'm like, why are we talking about this? Like, what? no. So listen, start something up where somebody, where we're interviewing hip hoppers and they're showing us their city, showing us the favorite place they like to go eat, having conversations about where they used to be and where they live, what block they were on. It's why That's on the first forty eight they go get them a a, a Burger King. Say man, you want a you want a two yeah. piece? Because you get comfortable, and then that's when you get to yeah. talking. You always but on I edge. Just feel like we need to create these things. Remember, like, remember when Kanye went to Breakfast Club? Got to keep my guard up because Charlamagne he already knew it was gonna be on some bullshit. Yeah, they already yeah. know what kind of environment but, it is. But that's why, like you guys talking about this, it was making me think about like when we had Rap City, like Big Tigger could get those people to talk, you know? Yeah. Because it was it's in the basement. Music. It's about music. You're chilling. Was, yeah. You got the DJ there. Or well, even, or like even uh, Yo MTV Raps when Ed Lover and, and Dr. Dr. Dre were hosting it. Mm-hmm. Remember Tupac went off? He just went off yeah. on and an they, episode. And guess what? They didn't stop him. Yeah. Like, Yo, no, 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 no. Because they were there, like you said, with the DJ. It looked like a basketball court out yeah, in the hood. It's a comfortable environment. But if I got to sit across from you and you trying to pull stuff out of me, and I got to stare at you for two minutes because you asked me something crazy. <laughs> be like, mm-hmm. okay, I ain't going to be the same after that question, mm-hmm. you know? Because the radio mic doesn't build comfortability. Like, it doesn't. But sitting on a fucking couch does, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Sitting on a couch, sitting somewhere, but also why walking around you, your neighborhood. Y'all you know, noticed like, that yo. um, I am athlete, and you know how they broke off and became the other ones that, like, pivot? They When you watch their interviews, they're in comfortable situations. They sit outside. 
chilling with, mm-hmm. the, with the shack situation. They're just chilling, just relaxing. Yo, let's let's mm-hmm. we're having a conversation. Here's the thing, too. If somebody says we got two hours with you, oh, say less. We can sit and talk, and we'll chop it up to the good shit. It's fine. I don't have to mm-hmm. be on this. I need well, yeah. shit. We're 15 minutes in. We ain't got you nothing yet. Don't worry. We go. We we'll make it seem good. Or the first 15 minutes was great. Then the 10 minutes after that wasn't. But then the third. But you're always going to run into that journalist that asks like the hard questions, no matter how comfortable you are. But yeah, but you do it once yeah. the comfortability has been established. Yeah, like, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Uh, who's the one they keep roasting over Britney? Barbara Walters or Diane Sawyer? One of them like really went hard on Britney a couple years ago in an interview, mm-hmm. and. They came back up while she was going through her trial, and they were like, "Look at how they look at how she reamed her and all this other stuff." And, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, "Yo, that's what she's supposed to do. Y'all can't be mad. Twenty years later, it happened, you know." Yeah. And it, to me, I feel like it's uh, it's more attractive when you hold it down. Like, Nori, if you would have went to Cardi B privately and we didn't get to hear about this, and y'all talked about it, it would have been amazing. But you coming out on on social media trying to you know say something about it, Twitter, whatever. It takes away from how real are you about trying to understand what our hip hop community needs, right? Yeah. Because if you need it, these are conversations we shouldn't even hear. It should be next next week. You be like, Noy Noy said he walk around Miami with motherfuckers, you know, like checking out places, going to places with them, going to strip clubs with rappers and stuff like that. Whatever they like to do, just to get them comfortable. Yeah, I would love they're to not, do an interview like, on a on a beach uh, hotel it? balcony. Yeah. You know what? We're really yeah. stuck out though. He did something that. I can't stand the people do, which is instead of appreciating those who have stopped by Drink Champs or Million mm-hmm. Dollars Worth of Game or Joe Budden Podcast or Breakfast Club, or he, he called out those who did it. I was like, yep. why? It, he could have yeah. did, did the same way with the same energy. We're like, yo, I just appreciate everybody who stepped foot on Drink Champs. I really, y'all don't understand what it means to me that you yep. guys come and bless me. Then you could have took whatever you, you want. You privately too, though. Send yeah. game a, a text. Send him some his favorite drink. Send yeah, one like, yo, I appreciate like, you guys coming up and helping you guys out. Reaching out to me, yep. And I'll never forget it. Y'all made me who I Instead, am. Instead, he was worried about who don't who don't show up. Yeah, like, you don't yep. gotta worry about who don't show up. Appreciate no. those who do. And and it will just keep on flourishing. I for mean, you. he's getting the views. Like, what's, yeah, what's the problem? Is, again, you never, you Isn't never that hungry. Yeah, never I'll say this though He was on Love and Hip Hop Miami with his wife And I think that was the realest scene When she had to pick his ass up from work Because he was too drunk (laughs) I think that's the only scene that's made sense In a couple seasons Yeah his liver gonna shrivel up like a prune (laughs) (laughs) He he already got the belly going Yeah Um, yeah. Let's get into this Will Smith interview With Now this interview took place before the Oscar situation but there was, there was to me, Sarah wasn't the big, Sarah didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I'll no. just say that. I, watching the interview, I said, this is why people like him. He came across as personable in this interview. Even though I've heard the story about, um, what was it? The, uh, how he got on Fresh Prince and he like, you got 10 minutes to change your life. Um, but I didn't hear, I don't, you know, I'm very early in the book. I've, I haven't picked up that book in a while, but the, Reason why he didn't curse, because his grandma said you, you don't have to fall back on these words. He hated being called a, a soft rapper. That I do know in the beginning of the book, he called himself a coward because his dad would beat his mom, and he felt the only he felt the he could truly tell his story after his dad died. Like he never talked about it, and I understand why because if your dad's living and like used to be my dad, then your dad got to deal with that. And maybe he didn't want to put that on his dad. Maybe he understood that why his dad did it. But you know, my dad was a fucked up person and maybe he's not that person anymore. There's a couple of things with, um, that did stick out him talking about, um, I forgot what the drug is called. It's like, I or some stuff like that. Right. Peyote. It's something like, it's, it's that type it's of drug. Like it's a hallucination, yeah. right? Yeah. Before we get there, there was one that sticks out to me, and I forgot what I, I might have been listening to Ryan Holiday on Calm. He's 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 practiced stoicism, but he's Will said feel, fear is irrational, and I think the quote I got I heard earlier this year that may change my perspective about fear. They said fear is not real, danger is, and basically mm. explaining to so many of us let fear cripple us, but like Will said, it hasn't even happened yet. 
and what the fear is not real and danger is, is we'll fear something that hasn't happened. And they're like, that's you're wasting your time on that. But when you're in the moment, that's dangerous. That's when you have to react. You worried about something that's not going to happen. Oh my God, I'm not going to get the, maybe I won't get this job. Okay. But why am I going to soak on that? You know, that, well, mm-hmm. that, that fear. So when he, when he did the fears irrational, I understood exactly what he was talking about. And I think a lot more people got to adapt that, that perspective in life. Like, yo, you can't let fear cripple you. It just, it just can't. But when he talked yeah. about the, the drug and saying that he had this hallucination of losing everything. This is what bothered you, Sarah. Like, what, what? Explain it to me. Um, explain to the audience and Manny Fontaine. Why did you? Why did it bother you? Oh, I mean, it. No, it wasn't even that part of the uh, interview that Pause. bothered me. Sarah said, "How could he explain that he was losing everything, but that didn't cross his mind when he jumped on that stage at the Oscars?" That's what you told me. Yeah, but then when he was, but when you watch the interview. It seemed like because in the hallucination, he could hear Willow crying. Yeah. And then everything else didn't matter. It didn't matter if he lost his money and his cars and his yeah, houses. Yeah, because he said, after that, he said, that means I can withstand anything. Yeah. So now so, he's over in India <laughs> withstanding yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, it must be a beautiful place over there. Oh. Yeah, he went over to India. Like, uh, okay. But... Yeah, the fa- but yeah, even that, the fact that that didn't cross his mind because that was his fear at the moment until in the hallucination he heard his daughter crying. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to reach out for her, but he couldn't, of course he couldn't see her because she wasn't actually there. And I don't know, I don't know what the fuck Will Smith was doing. I I just, whatever. I, I'll say this, I was not a fan of the interview, but I, looking back on the interview and interviews that he's done in the past since he's been married... I think Will Smith, almost to a point, maybe in his home, I'm just like paraphrasing here or just guessing. I don't think he could be himself. I think he has to be a different person with Jada. And I think that's causing a lot of issues internally with him. I think so, too. I mean, he talked about that. I think they put in the book where she wanted to be poly and like be open to different experiences, but that's not what he was about because he was raised Christian and stuff like that. And this is is so much that he that she has put him through and he has gone through for the sanctity of this marriage that I think it is it is hurting them because to the point where they're like, we're not divorcing each other. We're gonna be on both sides of the house mad. What's the purpose? Y'all kids are grown. Y'all don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. You guys can go be happy either with somebody else or by yourselves. But y'all not bringing each other happiness. And it's strange that he can't see that or he can't explain that because during the interview, David Letterman says, you're an introspective person. Like he was blown away by how this man thinks and moves on, moves in life. Mm-hmm. But he can't let go of this. But I'm not in that situation. It's just outside looking in. Manny Fontaine, what did you think about the interview before we move on? <clears throat> I, thought it, I thought it was more of the same from Will. You know, like... He's been doing this song, this, this dancing pony for a while. And not to say, like, uh, it's not sincere, because I do think he has, like, real issues. Uh, but the interview was good, but it's just, like, it's more of the same what we always heard. Like, the hallucination was crazy. Um, but yeah. I don't know. What I think about Will, about, like, fear, I feel like he's, I think his shame is is such a heavy burden that he will not let it go. No matter what. And he doesn't, and all he's doing is working around his shame all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that happens in life just keeps him still abundantly uh, draped in shame because he, he, he doesn't want to lose his wife, but he's supposed to, right? Like, it's like, like if you're having an intimate, intimate conversation with God, God probably says, like, yo, this is not the woman for you. But he says, no, I always wanted a family. We're going to stick together. I have kids with her. That's his shame. He doesn't want to let anything go because he wants to be better than what he grew up in. And if you live in that energy all the time, what do you truly have? He has nothing. He has nothing. All his money, all that stuff means absolute. Even all his good-ass quotes mean nothing because he doesn't understand how to obtain peace within himself. So if you don't understand how to understand how to obtain peace within yourself and you're always worried about the narrative outside of it, you don't have anything. You have nothing. 
So that's what I, when I was watching it, that's what like my mind went to. I was like, oh, this is a man who is completely operating on shame and not li- living in the abyss of peace, love, and joy. He probably doesn't have peace in his home. He doesn't. I, I, I believe you there too. Like I believe, like he, and he won't admit it to himself though. Like he's, the, he's it, just so content on like no, no, I'm better than this. Well, I'm amazing, and that's why he. That's why Letterman is so like yo. You, your introspect is fucking phenomenal. But it's like, what is it worth? And but at the what same time, he also has to like. I mean, for years, he has been like the clean he was the clean dude, you know, and he's had to keep mm-hmm. up this image because that's how he made his money. Like he has never been problematic. Even if he wanted to be, he has never been on a movie. You never heard him being on a movie set, like wilding out. You've heard it from about Tom Cruise. You heard it from, uh, what's the dude? Who's the Batman? Christian Bale. Remember he went off and that was recorded a couple years ago. Like he's never mm-hmm. been someone that's been hard to work with. And he's made hundreds of millions of dollars off of his movies. And then I think he, he probably was like, yo, I got to keep myself together so I can keep making money off of these movies. Like Will Smith's movies are fucking trash. Like they're not that great. Well, they haven't been in a while. Yeah. And he still Mm -hmm. is one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. Why? He has not consecutively had good movies, but they want to work with him. They know he's a box Mm -hmm. office draw. They know he's not going to be problematic. And like this Mm -hmm. past Oscar thing showed like, yo, this dude could be problematic. He could have really fucked everything up. And I think that, you know, he wasn't able to show that for years, you know. And now mm-hmm. we, we're seeing that he he could possibly be a problematic person on set. And, and you know, it's like, now what are you going to do? You kind of showed yourself there. And even watching this interview, I was like, oh, shit, Will Smith won an Oscar that night. I still have to go back and remember that somehow. Like, oh, he did actually win an Oscar that night. And it was overshadowed by that. I mean, this is just something that's overshadowing his career. And the yeah. person that he was at the Oscars that during that incident and this interview is still like two different people. And Yeah, because he, he won't accept it. He was supposed to slap Chris Rock. <laughs> like, yo, that was supposed to happen, though. Like, like, some things happen in our lives that are like, we feel like are mortifying, right? But it was supposed to happen for you. Can, you can either choose you could choose to evolve into faith or evolve into fear. Like to me, that's what life is about. You either evolving into your fear more or you're evolving into faith more. You start to become stronger and understand yourself more, or you start to be more shameful and be more fearful of everything around you more. And what he, so the opportunities come as they come. It can come in a flat tire, a bad day at work. It comes in multitudes of ways. His came, by slapping Chris Rock in front of the fucking world, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But what you do after that is the most important key point to everything. And, like, so this is, like, I, I like that he's been quiet. Yeah, that's I what you got to do. Yeah, because you need to really go on a, on, on a, on a soul search for yourself. But he, I think he's so... It's funny. It's a funny thing about money sometimes. We we start want to obtain money so much that we stop to we don't obtain ourselves. Like he doesn't know what to do because he's thinking about all this money. But my nigga, you have enough money. You know, like you who like I don't know, man. The the rich thing really fucks our minds up. It really does. And I like I feel like we are all rich. Um, you become poor when you start to have money and you don't know how to manage your own emotional uh, awareness. To me, he's a poor man. Yeah. You should feel, you should have pity for him, you know? And real quick, going back to interviews, (laughs) Red Table Talk is trash. I don't care what they pull out of people. It's it's trash. (laughs) Uh, Manny Fontaine, you want to tell us about this tank interview or drink champs? It was good. It was good. It was uh, a little too long. This is my thing with uh, (laughs) fucking uh, what's called when he interviews. Nori, sometimes, I don't mind you, like, say if you was going to do the drink chat zone, they'll tell you, oh, it's a four-hour window. That's cool. Don't give us four hours. Don't give us three hours. It wasn't needed. There's so much that could have been cut out. It wasn't, like, all good shit. Well, there's only been two clips that came from it. The one about how Destiny Child was set up to adore Beyonce that he didn't know Kelly Rowland had skills. And I'm like, 
But see, I don't. The reason I don't like that clip and I don't like the way he said it is because Beyonce was the lead singer. That's like saying the Temptations was show, was there there to showcase David Ruffin. I didn't know Eddie Kendricks had a, a falsetto like that. No shit, nigga. That's he was the lead group. Like, what are you talking about? But he made it seem that it was a conspiracy to hide Kelly Rowland's talent. All right, and then the other one was the clip about how he said if he has sung Sam Smith's day, that um, while I agree with him on this, it would have went to R and B adult contemporary. It wouldn't have went yeah. as big as. But I don't, I don't agree with the reason why because our black love, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he's, he's like, our black love scares him, and I'm like, but there's been tons of R and B love songs. That have, like so, all right. So did our black love not scare when Whitney Houston was singing love songs and that shit crossed over? Yeah. Didn't that work with that when Tony Braxton was doing it when Beyonce was doing it? We've had when Janet Jackson was singing I about black dance love. With somebody is my favorite. So I was like, why with you? The hip, your bigger point is adult contemporary. He, he's right. I'm like that song wouldn't have been on urban radio, like not not on top forty. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have crossed over. Like, but I think John Legend made that point too. If he would have sung stay. Yeah. But here's the yeah, thing. And, but what, I, what do you... I, do, I do believe that though. I like yeah. So I like that point. But I wish that we could go further into that. So that's sometimes I wish Nori had that type of interview energy, right? Where he could be like, Oh, this is gonna be the point of the interview right here. We just need to stay here and keep building off this. Keep building off this, talking about the industry. So we don't talk about you know, he talked about eating ass again or getting his ass ate. <laughs> Who take? We don't yeah, even he talk did. about yeah. It was Tick like Daddy. in the first 30, 40 minutes. But, yeah, see, see, but again, like, but you've already had Trick Daddy. Tank has already talked about it in the Breakfast Club. Isn't that new but, information? It, so why'd you bring it up? So who brought it up? Nori like, or Tank? You go, Nori brought it up. Of course. Yeah, Tank brought it up. And then he brought it up like it hadn't been brought up again. I wish Tank would have said, man, I've been talking about in my ass. And I asked. You know, like I, would, I wish he would have did that. Say, is there, you want to know if I'm doing these new things, riveting things with it? You know, other than that, it was just the same. How many times are you going to talk about he like his ass me nigga? And then he was talking about the first time it happened. He's like, I was in a little oh, yeah, Suzu. I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit all the time, man. Mm. But it was, it was, it was, it was too long. But it was, I like Tank's little focal points. Like, I like hearing about how he started off as a background singer. I knew that. But, you know, how Leah and Genuine really helped him out. I liked him talking about how Tyrese, and he said, I wanted to fight Tyrese. He's a, that was cool. Yeah, because he was in TGT. Yeah, yep. And he was just talking about how we, but he said we're also brothers, you know, like he's just you like. You think they'll ever, they'll, ever, they'll ever do a versus with TGT versus uh, LSG? How are they going to do LSG? How they just do well, UGK versus they, they, they A-Ball? Did. <laughs> they did. Uh, so you still got sweat and heels. They could. They could. They could. Mm, they could definitely get 20 songs out of that. Yeah, I, don't LSG, know them all, though. I think LSG had two. The, so what I, what I would do is, you got to do solos. Yeah, it might solo be the only, time, only way you get some Johnny Gill as a solo. Anyway, that's good work. All right, that's gonna get into the verses, Manny Fontaine. What did you who did, who did you have winning? What did you think about the uh, eight ball MJG versus UGK? Oh, it was great. I didn't have no winner, truthfully. I didn't because either. It, just, it was a good. It was just, just good back yeah, and forth. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I well, obviously I think UGK is more known thanks to mm-hmm. Big Pimpin because that song was mm-hmm. everywhere. And you, you, that's a, an amazing what if. What if he had grabbed a ball MJG? Not had Jay Z said UGK oh. was his favorite group, so that's why he did it. Yeah. But the look they would have got would have would have changed everything. Oh, uh, I would love to hear them on Big Pimpin. Like I, would, I would love to see like if he sent that to both of them. And then he chose that one, and then like you can come out with that one later. Oh, that would have been amazing. Because I, I want to see what they did as duos on that. Yeah. Because I, I probably would lean towards the eight ball MJG. Oh, yeah. MJG. I know we're gonna MG MJ pimp <laughs> tight. <laughs> he was gonna say it. He was gonna get in there. Who do we have come out? Twister, David Banner, Lil Kiki. Uh, but Lil Kiki, Lil Kiki, um, Tila, Jazzy Faye, Jazzy Faye, and Tila came out. Yeah. Uh, eight ball going wire, wire to wire with the bigness. I said, "Fam, yeah. eight ball is a big yeah. dude, but he sounded great. He sounded great." He Yo, real talk. Eight ball had one of the best solo albums you know, I ever yeah, heard. I about that all the My homeboy's yeah, girlfriend. Used... That song was crazy. Yes. Yep. 
He performed oh, that right? album was amazing. Yep. And he was like, "It's not about." Did. He's like, "It's not about Pimp C." <laughs> he's like, "Cause he said I know this dude named C in Living Texas." Yeah. Totally, he's like, "It's not about him." He called out Gilly for getting the story wrong. Uh, I just the Atlanta crowd. Don't, all right, this will bother me. Let's talk about the big shit. They got excellent catalogs. It was a great night. A ball at one point said, "We put this show together in four days, and that pissed me the fuck off." Because yeah. Versus wants to start charging. Fine. Versus put out a schedule. That leads me to believe you put out a schedule, knew you were going to do a verse for Memorial Day, and didn't have the people. You just knew we had to do something. Like, what are you doing? You, and here's the thing, too. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, need yeah. To, you need to have everybody signed on, put cards subject to change, like at a boxing or a wrestling event. And because if we had a month to think about A-Ball MJG instead of five days or whatever they, they gave us, that's different. To be like, yeah. oh man, what could what could they do this and do and get the fans? Then you sell tickets to it. To be like, yo, man, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make the trip to Atlanta to do that. We, you don't know what's going. What are y'all doing over there? I was mad that A ball said, do y'all do in Texas or Memphis though? I really, I really, you don't Some, have to have it in because either either place still would have showed love. Like, it, it, I honestly feel like man, I rather honestly. Fuck up! No, I don't. I don't. I don't want this to be like fuck Atlanta. But why not New Orleans? It's in the middle of Texas in in uh, yeah. Tennessee. Why did you do yeah. it in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. some of that even, some it, of that crowd was just like, uh, and they called it yeah. out in the beginning. They were like, "Yo, turn yeah. it up for this shit. What are y'all doing?" Yeah, maybe the crowd was too young. No, there were some oldies in that audience. They oh, called that one. That, knew it, yeah. one of the what was it was one of the UGK songs. I can't remember what it was. Some girl with the short haircut was getting it, and I think A Ball MJG said, "I thought that was Queen for a second. I thought that was you." He said, "No, that ain't my wife," and she was just living her life rapping these songs, mm. rapping these songs. All right, uh, I think I have everything. Oh, Freddie Gibbs got beat up. <laughs> pretty good. Oh, Yo, yeah, yeah, real quick, yeah. real quick, we talk about verses and Swiss beats. Clearly, too busy focusing on his on defending his wife against Joe Button. So, so somebody on Twitter tweeted uh, like a couple days ago that Alicia Keys basically got ate up on Diary. They said you got washed on Diary. Yeah, by one of the dudes that was a, a member of Tony Tony Tone. And Joe Budden agreed. Wait, it's Tony, Tony, Tony. I yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Joe Budden said, Joe Budden quote tweeted and said, laugh out loud, low key. Swizz came at him like, yo, man, respectfully keep my wife. Name. I said, what are we, so he's not, what are we doing? What are we doing? Is He's just making something out of that, though. Like, yes. And it's been sad nice. for years that she got washed in that song. So what? Who cares? You think she going to outsing everybody she do a song with? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't understand like I mean, why uh, he was uh, upset. Uh, is, does he go yeah. about defending uh, her version of my boo over Beyonce's? <laughs> like, yeah. he, he'd be like, no, nah, man, Alicia Keys' version with Usher is way better than the Beyonce version. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I, I know she can't be on every tour, but when Beyonce sings uh, New York, Alicia Keys' version, is be- are we doing this? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand why he was upset because it is true. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, this dude came in at the end and he hit a, you know, hit you. And then she was trying to compete with him, like, whoa. He was like, hold on, bitch. Whoa. I mean, he, I mean, she did. And first of all, people have been calling her screeching keys for years now. There's a lot of people out there that think that Alicia Keys ain't a good singer. Yeah, and it's fine. Yeah, and it's just look, an opinion, bro. Yeah, you, but I guess he felt some kind of way because it came from Joe Button. Yeah, and I think to, to that point, you can say whatever you want about a person as long as you said it to their face. And maybe that's what Swiss took offense of. Like, hey, fam, you ain't never told me that. But it'd be weird for him to be like, I love you, my man, 100 grand and all, but your wife got washed on. <laughs> she wouldn't be your wife yeah, yeah. then. What, like, what are we? Yes. What are you, what are you defending? Um, I'm over this Jack Harlow versus Brandy. This is, it's gone too far. I'm def- it's gone Brandy too- rapping? I know. Brandy no. is rapping over the first class and I'm good on it. I am really good on it. Oh, yes, I am. Jack, Jack Harlow was on L.A. Leakers. That freestyle was not good. Um, and I was so glad that Nick Grant, Westside Boogie, Dreezy came yeah, after that. And they, well, no, Simba, Simba was on uh, Charlie Sloth, Fire in the Booth. 
Yeah. But, uh, but all these freestyles were so, so good. So it's a way to wash out that bad taste. I don't know why, Jack. Yo, you, it's weird. And I don't, I'm not calling him lazy. I'm just saying it's weird for me as a non-rapper who wanted to be a rapper that if I ever, as a podcaster of LA Leakers or Funk Flex call me, you, I'm going to run oh, my we, verse we by, murder. what's the name? I'm, y'all better, oh. be, it's going to be 64 at least. <laughs> Oh, I'm not doing listen. 16 or 32. I'm doing 64 at least. And I'm giving my best to stuff there. My best. <laughs> yes. You be like, I want to run man, through some really beats. I thought about this shit. Like he's a, they were like, yeah, podcaster. He did all this, blah, blah. All right. Um, let's see. And I'm mad casually when they put the mic in front of my face to rap. I'm like, oh, y'all want me to do this? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jermaine said, I'm gonna act like what uh, I know my surprise party was here. Like, oh, for me? No, no, no. me? Oh my god. No, oh, y'all really want me to spit a little? I'll spit a little something. I got y'all. Hold on. All right. Um, real quick, why Rick Ross lying? What he lying about now? Rick Ross said he never had an email. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and before you guys start thinking to yourself, well, yeah, maybe he never had an email. Maybe he had an assistant and they answered the it's phone. Phone. That, 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 that Jermaine. You stepped on it. You stepped on it. Right there. <laughs> I, I, I said, so he ain't got no iPhone or Android? I said, fam, you got an iCloud Man, account. You, <laughs> you need an email to get an email. Like, you need an email for everything. Like, yo, you need an email to walk into the library. Like, yo, you need an email for, for everything for and anything. a phone number if you got a plan. Well, first think? of all, you need an email even to place an order at Wingstop. Yeah. So yeah. stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. I was like, what? Y'all just let this man get off with this. I don't, I'm trying to think about where do I need a net? What do where I don't need? need Let's see where. Oh man. Did we even talk about Freddie Gibbs getting beat up? I feel like I brought it up and we just moved past it. <laughs> I mean, it, is, it really was. I mean, 40 people stomped him outside of a... In Buffalo. Oh, uh, this is what I wanted to say about it. Wait, how many people stomped him? It was a bunch of people. It, like was, it was like the, up to 40. What I wanted to say is, I don't understand this logic. I come from the streets. I am fortunate enough to change my life. And yet, I'm still dealing with street shit. I, it can't be me. I'm like, fam, no, I'm not getting in no fights. Yo, Freddie Gibbs really something. be pissing people off. Yeah, but he was yeah, in Buffalo. He's he started to be talking shit yeah. about uh, being the butcher. butcher. Yeah. So. I mean, he talked shit about, uh, uh, what's his name? Jim Jones, too. So, and Jim Jones actually slapped him. They oh, said, yeah, that's right, that's they right. slapped him up at 112. But, hey man, you can't be talking shit all crazy and taking all these L's. No, he he the, yeah. he, he the new uh, hit maker. Yeah. Remember, remember but then go to New York. Why do you do that though? Why do you go, like you acting like a uh, six nine now? Just going into areas where you know you shouldn't be. Come yeah, on, but man. you know what? That's the issue. How the fuck is Freddie Gibbs getting smacked up and ain't nobody touched six nine? I'm really tired of this dude not getting touched. It don't yeah, make no sense. Is. There are bigger fish out there to fry. I mean, really? I, I can't even remember his last beef he was doing. He was trying to get somebody started. And I was like, yeah. They started to learn. Um, let me see what else I got. Denzel Curry got in trouble because he said Drake and Kanye could did better on their last albums. Um, where's the lie? Yeah. Where's the lie? Yeah. <laughs> so they was mad at him. For the, he, I think he put it on Twitter. And I was like, and they was like, your album is this. And I was like, fam, people, Just, are, people are not allowed to have opinions anymore. Like, I don't under, man, first of all, wasn't Donda 2 supposed to come out? Wasn't that the rumor it was supposed to come out like this past Friday? Well, no. Um, the single with uh, XX Atacion. That Was that all we was getting? Yeah, yeah it did come out. To, uh, it came out, yeah. Just the this, single you're saying though, right? But, yeah. But see, this is the single, problem. Yeah. yeah, this is the problem, guys. Hip Hop DX headline says, Denzel Curry faces wrath of Kanye West uh, and Drake fans after trashing Donda. Right? But the, the, uh, mm. So y'all hear the headline? Trashing Donda and CLB. Here's the tweet, guys. Donda and CLB could have been better. Y'all niggas rich and got the greatest musician at your disposal. Is that does that sound yeah. like trashing? But that's how you nah. debated. Then he followed up and said the artwork for both projects were booty. Now remember Kanye was just black and then what's name was a pregnant emojis. He didn't lie there either. Like, but <laughs> trash. Um, uh. first of all, Denzel Curry is one of the best new artists. Um, and rap right now, and he does not get the credit he deserves. He don't. And all he said is they could have did better. And I'm not mad at him for doing saying he could have did better. Drake <laughs> has consecutively released the same album for the past three to four albums. 
Yeah. Before we get out yeah. of here, I want to, because I've been sitting on this ever since I went to Milwaukee. I told Sarah about this. I haven't told Manny Fontaine about this. But on my train ride to Milwaukee, I went through Eminem's discography. He just released the 20th anniversary of the Eminem show, maybe arguably his best album, Dad and Marshall and Mathers LP. And I went through his discography because it was The Game, whose dramatic album is dropping next month, executive produced by Hit Boy. Oh, I brought up Drizzy too. That Hit Girl's good as well. Yeah. Uh, and I said, what songs would this man play in a versus? So going through the albums, I forgot if I did it in order, but I've, y'all stop me if y'all don't think any of these songs are going to be played. Obviously, you can't play all of them, but just stop me if you're like, ah, that's never coming up. My name is Guilty Conscious, Role Model, Kill You, Stan, The Way I Am, The Real Slim Shady, Bitch Please Too, White America, Without Me, Sing for the Moment, Superman, Till I Collapse, like to- Toy Soldiers, Ass Like That, because, you know, they throw a little single in there, Mockingbird, mm-hmm. Crack a Bottle, uh, No Love, Love the Way You Lie, Rap God, The Monster, Nata Like, Kamikaze, Lose Yourself. And then, uh, obviously, Bitch Please is a feature. The other features I wrote that he could show up in there, Dead Wrong with Biggie, Renegade with Jay-Z, Forgot About Dre, 50 Cent's Patiently Waiting, Drake's Forever, B.O.B. Airplanes, that probably won't be played, Nikki's Roman's Revenge, Lil Wayne Dropped the World, Fat Joe Lean Back Remix, remix and then he has a freestyle on DJ K-Slay. That's the over <laughs> four, that's damn near 40 songs. Like, is it, okay. So he could, he could, because the game later ones was like, when's the last time y'all, with, oh, not, when's it, have you ever heard Eminem in the club? And I was like, Probably ass like that was the only song he was going here in the club. Oh no, smack that! Isn't he on smack that yeah. with Akon? That's the one he would have. He would have been. He would have been on the club. And I didn't even write that. Smack that! Um, in the club. Oh, smack that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he he he's going to be a tough out in the verses. Those were some heavy yeah. hitters. Just to put that out there. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Apologize for being late. Um, I, I would think we should record on Sundays, but sometimes Sarah works on Sundays. So she got a weird weekend. Sometimes you work. You don't work this weekend, do you? I do work on Sunday. Yeah, see. see, see. So it might be Monday. Or... Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm on a school schedule. So yeah, we can record on Mondays. I get off at 2.30. So that, that's easy. All right. At one and only. At Kicks and Coffee. At Manny Fontaine. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace.